0: Daily Path, a podcast created by educator, motivational speaker, fitness consultant, and entrepreneurship coach, Joe Winters Jr., hosted by Joe Winters Jr., bringing you motivational and informative content that you can apply in your daily path.
1: Welcome to another episode of Daily Path Podcast. I am your host, Joe Winters Jr., coming to you with the number one goal of making the rest of our life the best of our life. If you have been tuning in over the last few months and weeks, I wanna tell you that I greatly appreciate you. Your consistency of tuning in into the show has helped us reach another great milestone. Um, You all are aware that a few weeks ago, we made it to the number 11 spot in the education category on iTunes. But here today, my team was checking the charts and we currently broke the top 10. We are currently sitting at number nine in the education category on iTunes. So that is number nine in the entire world on iTunes for the education category. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in on a weekly basis. It means a lot. If this is your very first time tuning in to the show, I hope you enjoy the show. It's going to be a really great one. I have a very educated, an inspiring individual on the show. She's a phenomenal woman, so you're gonna to get to hear her story and a lot of the great things that she is doing today. Do you have a heart for at-risk youth and children facing mental health issues? If so, you can help ignite the Daily Path Tour by making a monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. A dollar a month will go a long way, and $5 a month will go a lot further visit anchor.fm forward slash daily path forward slash support. I personally know what it's like to be an at-risk youth facing mental health issues. And let me tell you that it's no joke. Worst of all children that are considered at-risk youth usually don't have many resources at their disposal, please. I'm begging you put success in the room with them by contributing to the daily path podcast. You can do so by visiting anchor.fm forward slash daily path forward slash support. Are you in the DFW area and looking for someone to care for your dogs when you're away on a trip? Perhaps you work long hours and don't have time in your day to let your pup out. Maybe you want your pup to get exercise regularly. Dogs are companions, too, that need love and exercise. Marissa's Pet Service is the Paw Fit solution. Marissa's Pet Service provides in-home boarding, a home away from home for your pup, drop-in visits, providing your pup with playtime and restroom breaks, and also walks ranging from 20 minutes to one hour. Whichever service you need, she will guarantee your dog tail-wagging happiness. Contact Marissa's Pet Service at 817-264-1404. Again, that is Marissa's Pet Service at 817-264-1404. Are you ready to make your health a priority? Don't have the time to go to the gym? Don't like going to the gym? Or do you need a fitness coach that will motivate you and hold you accountable throughout your fitness journey? No Grind, No Glory is the online fitness coaching you need. 20-week programs customized for you to take your health and fitness to the next level. Using the metrics of calisthenics, yoga, core training, and cardio to help you see the fitness gains you want to see. Each member gets a customized workout plan, meal plan, daily motivational text, and free apparel. Visit no Grind, no Glory, tx.com, or you can contact them by calling 682-214-4371. Again, that is no grind, no glory tx.com. Click on the online training tab, or you can contact them by calling 682 214 4371. Or maybe you do prefer going to the gym and you are in the California area. If so, Taylor Per Se Training is the trainer for you. His gym is in the Gulf, California area. He also travels around the Sacramento area and trains clients at their home, nearby park, or personal gym. TPT offers personalized workout programs, nutrition programs, cardio programs, flexibility programs, mental training, group training, boot camps, sport, hobby-specific training, and much, much more. If you are in the Sacramento, California area, Taylor Perchett Training is the personal trainer you need. So make sure you contact them by going to Training.com. Today, is going to be a very, very phenomenal show Um, Like I was saying earlier, I have a great friend of mine on the show. Um, I know her by J-Town, but her name is Brienne, and she's doing a lot of phenomenal things. She's an educated and inspiring individual, and I know um, if you've been tuning in consistently, you've heard me say multiple times that I've had a great friend once tell me that there is no such thing as trying, either you do or you don't. And this is the great friend that I've been telling you about. She is on the line with us right now. Brienne, how are you doing?
0: Oh, I am awesome. And for those of you listening, I know him as Winters with a whole <laughs> lot of S's. So if you hear me call him winters that's why we met as young and impressionable college freshmen and we have been bonded ever since so thank you so much uh joe for having me on the show today i so appreciate you bringing me on uh to speak to your people and just have this good talk with you i so appreciate it thank you so much
1: you're welcome thank you for thank you for joining me i mean you're you're extremely busy you just released two books which by the way i would like to kick the episode off with but you just released two books i know you're in um Doctoria school you're i mean you're a speaker you're running girl stop you're all over the place so i know it's i know you're very busy and, and for you to make time for the show means a lot to me thank you for coming on and joining us
0: absolutely absolutely I am very busy you know I like to tell people that they always say well you're just so busy you know you're so busy and I'm like no 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 I'm not busy I'm handling business because when you think that people are busy you won't reach out to them you don't want to bother them and a lot of busy people are busy body it doesn't necessarily mean they're getting stuff done so I like to think that I'm handling business that I'm being productive you know and I think that that's like essential uh, to being able to wrap my head around all the things that I have to get done in a day's work. So it, that just, that mentality just helps me so, so much.
1: Most definitely that sounds like a very great mentality to have something that um, I'm sure a lot of our viewers can implement in their lives as well. So thank you for that golden nugget um, to your books letter to my molester and letters to inmate number one, two, seven, zero, three, nine. Um, Can you please dive into these books one by one and kind of tell us what was your inspiration behind them?
0: Absolutely. Um, I'll start with Letters to Inmate number 127039. That work, um, I really, I, it is a letter dialogue between my aunt and I during her time in prison and I hadn't talked to my aunt in over a decade, over Year and I grew up, I was really close with this aunt. The last time I seen this, aunt, I was like a little girl. And the next time I seen these aunt, years later, I'm a young lady in college. As a matter of fact, Joe, I was a sophomore at UNA and um, I seen her mugshot. And um, my, my heart was moved to compassion. I was like, I gotta reach out, you know, I need to do something. I don't know. I had no idea anything about prison, anything about jail life. I had no uh, conception of what that world was like, but my heart was moved. And so it it prompted me to act and in that time um she actually spoke in my book release and she was explaining how um i got to do that time with her like i really felt like i was behind bars and i got to see mm. that side of life and i will never ever ever forget that experience and because of that i was like well i know that i can't write every single prisoner in the world i know that i i personally cannot connect to the two billion prisoners that are in in American um, sales right now, like I can't, but what I can do is package this book, our conversations divided up in life, hope, salvation, and prayers so that whoever behind bars gets this work, they will know that there is a God that loves them. And there are people who are cheering them on and don't want to see them succumb to that environment or help them to understand that yes, you may be guilty. And um, there's a whole different conversation when you talk about people that are innocent that are there. about that mentality um, but just that whole conceptualization of my part in the social injustice and all of the things that are going on. Like I was like, I wanna put politics off the table and I want people to know that those are humans in those uniforms. For a year and a half, I I had to call my aunt number 127039. I couldn't even call her by her name because that number was her identity. And so I was able to see the reality of her world and help her understand that there is a world behind bars. She would tell me stuff like, you know, when you're in a maximum security prison, do you know what type of treat it is to see daylight? Do you know what type of treat it is to see a leaf fall or grass change? Cause you you lose track of days. And she was like, people don't understand the luxuries um, and the differences. And it was just, it just is amazing. have me having never gone to prison and feeling like I had. And so I'm very honored that now I have this package, this product, this book that will go back into prisons, just like for people who are just like my aunt, that need a second chance. I'm so blessed to have seen her life go from convicted felon to business owner. And a lot of people Need that chance, and they don't get it because it's easy to forget about people who are in jail because you don't see them in your society, you don't see them in, you know, in your day to day life. It's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Um, but I like to think about those who have forgotten the laws, the ostracize. That's who my heart pours for. That's letters to inmate number one two seven zero three nine. In my time of writing Letters to Inmate number 127039, I quickly learned that my aunt was the, she was not the only one that was captive. I too was bound. I was bound spiritually and emotionally, intellectually, relationally, academically, socially. Every area of my life was affected by a situation that I encountered um, my senior year of high school. And I went to college with that. That's why I was such a hot mess, Joe. (laughs) Because, I had all of these underlying suppressed feelings that were undealt with, and so, in my time of college, um, it was all um, again. there were so many people that blessed me along that way. so what I did was it was kind of a six year journey of healing where we're right now walking into year seven, and I was able to start with a letter um and I was able to not just start with that letter, but I wrote to every single person and every single part of that situation that either I needed to thank because they had me give a heart of gratitude or that I needed to forgive because I needed to let some stuff go that was pent up in me. I needed the full voice and vindication of my cause regardless of what people said, what people wanted me to think, what people wanted me to feel. And I needed that fullest vent so that I could get to this place of freedom and deliverance and wholeness to continue on my life journey. So in writing letters to M.A. number 127039, I learned that I was that she was not the only one captive, that I was too, and that my freedom consisted of me walking out these letters. So that's what produced those two works. Very, very different works, very, very catered towards extremely different audiences. However, that's why I released them together because they kind of came out of me at the same time, if you will.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. First and foremost, I, I wanna say, um you know, just sorry. Even though I know that the things you've been through has produced and um, shaped who you are now, I do want to still say sorry for the things that you faced, and also I want to say congratulations on becoming an author. But not only becoming an author, you you actually you know you self reflected and and you're very self aware, and so for you to take you know, what you know about yourself and the trials and tribulations and the lows and, and you produce your works. Um it's it's just very inspiring. And I'm I'm very sure that your your books will change a lot of lives.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's my hope. I so you're, appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. So um let's 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 jump into let's jump into the um questions of um, what what drives you J-Town or Brien? <laughs>
0: what drives <you? laughs> <It's okay. laughs> <laughs> what what, Man,
1: drive what drives me um oh wow. but actually 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 before you answer that can you please tell them where they can go and get your books
0: yes yes please go to www.girlstop that's g i r l s t o p girlstop.org www.girlstop.org if you having trouble locating that follow me on any social media look up girl stop on youtube girl stop on facebook instagram twitter and you will find me and my links are there as well so yeah www.girlstop.org what drives me oh man um i think what drives me is need I understand that the that the world has a lot of unmet needs that um that keep people at places to where they're not disconnected enough from their everyday life to where they can meet or solve those problems. And I look at a world that has need. I look at girls just like me that what if I would have had somebody in my life, um who helped guide me, direct me, who helped me uh, make better choices, who helped me uh, see what I needed to see earlier on, who helped me tap into my gifts, my potential, my skills, my aptitudes, um, who helped me learn my personality tendencies. What if my world, you know, was impacted by women and by people like that? And I'm not saying that my world wasn't because it heavily was. And so because of that, I want to give that back to other people. So what drives me is giving, creating, and executing the opportunity to be present in someone else's life. A lot of people always say, the people that really know me, they always say that like tangibility is huge for me. And it is because, I mean, I can be online producing all of my content all day every day but until i've connected to you until i reach you that's the only time that i'll see impact and change in your life so the desire to produce that in someone else the desire to wake up gifts callings to wake up that purpose on the inside of somebody else to inspire them to motivate them to encourage them like all of those things that drives me it makes me excited to see people transform their life to change like you uh, kind of have the mantra of their path from a good one to a great one, from a great place to a set place. I love those things. And I love kind of being a change agent, kind of a, um, kind of a coach, if you will, to take, help them go from one place to another place. So that drives me. That, that does it for me.
1: Hey, man, servant leadership at its finest. You know, I truly believe servant leadership is intrinsic to our society. We live in a world where so many people wake up every day and it's, it's selfish acts, you know, even in, um, business or, or in relationships, like, you know, and I, I grew up in a, in a family where, um, not, not all my family members, but I mean, most of my family members are saying like most of their movement was, um, out of selfish acts. So to, um, hear someone be so driven, um, you know, by the need of the world and putting the world's need um, in your mind as to why you move the way you do is very inspiring. So servant leadership, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it is a, it is a huge, huge need in our world today. And, and I mean, you're a great person (laughs) to deliver that. So
0: thank you. Thank you. you, Thank you. It's so interesting that you say servant leadership. I've done some studies in that during my time of coaching, we uh, had to do a lot with that. And when I kind of created the, um, I guess you will the culture idea for my girl stop team. I call them the gals (laughs) and the last um, the girl stop gals and the last two um, letters of the acronym are L and S, which is uh, leaders and servants. And I said, leaders, we are a body of innovative minds and willing hands, unique skill sets brought together as liaisons. Uh, to developers of the girl stop vision hashtag love servants we are selflessly last we are others first we are a body that gives does and consistently is we do all with love hashtag sacrifice so i love that you said that because that goes right into the mission and the vision of the people that i want around me to help carry out my mission to the world
1: let's go hey man hey man i love it i love it you're so you're so energetic i love it you're 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 very very passionate about your cause. I love it. I love it. So, um, next, next question. Um, when in your life did you feel like you hit rock bottom and then how did you better your mentality? You know, I have a lot of viewers where, um, like, like you were saying earlier, like I pride this show on helping people going from, um, worse to to good from good to great great to phenomenal and so you know just at the at the lowest point right like when the when the night gets the absolute darkest before the sun begins to rise um you know like what what were the things that you did to better your mentality and allow the sun to rise in your life from the rock bottom in which you hit
0: you know when people ask questions like you know when did you hit rock bottom like there's a lot of instances that come to my mind because it's not like I had one life-changing moment like no I can look back over my life and a couple times and I look at rock bottom in some places I look at my life and I'm like dang like I thought I was on rock bottom I'm really on rock bottom now like if rock bottom had a rock bottom I'm on the stone, maybe like that's where I am you know it's so, <laughs> a lot of instances, uh, I think to answer that question because most people will go into this you know really rich and strong story well I got to Many for your show, let me tell you. So, <laughs> one thing that I can say is consistent when I've hit rock bottom like, how did I better my mentality, man? One thing I did, <laughs> I made a decision. I made a decision that I'm at rock bottom, I'm on my butt sitting on this cold stone, and I am not staying here. I made a decision that I don't care what it takes. I don't know what I got to do, who I got to talk to, where I got to go, but I am not staying here. This stone is cold, and I was designed to walk and then to soar, so let me get up. Let me figure out how to get out of this place. Some of my rock bottoms look like holes, deep, dark holes, the hashtag sunken place, like I couldn't get out. Some of my rock bottoms were like financially where I know what it's like to eat spaghetti, you know, for dinner without me and then eggs in the morning because a bag of spaghetti noodles is like a some cents and eggs are a dollar. I know, you know what I'm saying, what it's like to be six to seven hours away from your family. You can't get a safe hug. I know what it's like. Like all of these different areas of my life, if you want to talk about rock bottom, I know what it's like to have lawyers call you before a game. The game you hit a game-winning shot and everybody's like screaming and proud for you but like you are afraid for your life because you're like, crap, this situation will not leave me alone when I look at my life I know what rock bottom looks like but I made a decision I told my coach years ago years later when I was coaching under the coach that I played for for uh, North Alabama We were in, we were having a conversation, we were riding somewhere, and he was talking about the girls, and he was talking about this and that, and, you know, we are kind of in this conversation, and he was telling me, he was, he was confused, you know, you got a 50-something-year-old man dealing with 18 to 22-year-old women, so of course, he needs to connect, and I said, coach, I said, when you decide, you'll commit, and when you commit, you'll succeed i seen that you posted that, uh, I think a couple of weeks back, and I actually got that put on a shirt because when I'm at rock bottom, I make a decision. Is this it or is it not? That's the first thing I have to decide, because if you're going to decide that you're not going to stay there, that that's not going to be your place, you will commit to whatever it takes for you to not stay there, for you to not dwell there, for you to not become depressed there, for you to not become down there, for that not to become your reality. Like, no, this is a temporary place and I'm not going to make permanent decisions on this temporary place. I'm getting out of here. I'm coming out. I'm coming up. So I decide. I commit and I succeed. And I've seen it consistently, in every single rock bottom, no matter what my rock bottom looked like. It didn't matter if it was a failed relationship. It didn't matter if it was back toward the letters to my Lester story. I mean, a lot of people don't know a lot about my story. My best friend is a former stripper, okay? Like, and I know we're talking about education, but I could have gave up on her. I could have left her to the streets. I could have left, but I knew there was greater in her. I knew there was more to her. Did you not know that that former stripper is now in pre-medical school? Like everybody deserves a freaking chance. And when you decide to stay committed to that thing, you will reap the benefits. And I'm a firm believer of that. So that's, that's my formula.
1: I, I, I absolutely love it. You know, I, I too can attest to that. You know, once you hit that bottom, you have to make the decision. Um, the first step to fixing a problem is acknowledging it. And I, I love the fact that you really harped on making the decision first, make the decision, then commit. And you would succeed because so many people I talk to on a daily basis. Um, and I don't want to I don't know who we're talking to in the audience right now, but I know we're talking to somebody on a daily basis. You choose to, um, you know, avoid the, the decision you have to make to go from where you are to where you want to be. And so I really do love the fact that you harp on that point, because I tell people on a consistent basis, like the very first step to ever achieving. It's believing that you can. And you really do got to make that decision to achieve first and and be all in.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do. And you also have to, I think a lot of people vacillate between decisions. You know, I think we live in a generation that is anti-decision. A lot of people, you know, make jokes about hashtag adulting. But the truth of the matter is, like, a lot of people also want to be entrepreneurs where the those two things require good decision makers those people, exactly. those those things in life the young adult like that the quad that requires that we make decisions And sometimes you don't make the best decisions that's fine learn from them find a better decision find another path find another way I think a lot of people also try to leave their rock-bottom place not having a clear decision made so they're just kind of meandering about life and it's when you make a decision, all the decisions following that are very clear because you're going back to the first decision. You know what I'm saying? You're going back to the root, the reason why you started. And if you can stay anchored on your own root, then like you will see exactly what you set out to. So making a clear decision, I think I would even add that in there, making sure that, you know, your vision is clear and that you're you're staying committed to what you decided to do, not what anybody else wants you to do, not what looks nice, not which opportunity calls, but what is consistent with what you want to do and how you want to be there.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. I, w- I would really like to add something to that. You mentioned, um, you know, in, in adulting and, and entrepreneurship, you know, it, it takes making Good decisions, and sometimes you don't make the best decisions. And just to really add um, to that point, um, for the for a lot of our viewers, um, I, I want to make it very clear that failure is not the opposite of success; it's a part of it. So when you look at fail, when you look at people that succeed, and when you look at people that quit, they both have failures in common. But a, one group chose to keep going after failing, and the other group chose to quit. And so it's very important for you to stay consistent after you make that decision and, 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 after, and after you fail. You know, I've, I've heard entrepreneurs even go as far as to say, you know, you should fail and fail often and fail fast <laughs> because the sooner you fail, um, the, the sooner you're going to reach the, the grand level of success. Uh, I want to ask you, do you have any personal development practices?
0: Yes, yes I do.
1: Do you mind? Um, diving into those a little bit or or what you do on a daily basis sure
0: um there's three there's three things again that i found consistent across my life but definitely on a daily basis first of all i'm always praying and seeking god's face i'm always asking him god what you wanted me to do god how do i do this god this god that because if i'm trusting him to lead my life then i'm trusting him to lead my life so a lot of my decisions should not consist of a whole lot of me less of me more of him that's always first and foremost um so what that requires me to do in of that, I always have to make sure that no matter how long my to-do list is, I was joking with my mom the other day because my to-do list has went from a paper to a board and I have every area of my life like compartmentalized and all the individual lists within that list on all the things I need to do <laughs> It just keeps me organized. You know what I'm saying? It keeps, me, it keeps me having not to think about what I need to do, but to execute what needs to be done. Saying that to say that I have to make sure that I'm consistent and set aside time to hear what God, what the says the Lord, what he wants me to do. So because of that, um, that leads me to also connecting to the resources and people, talking to innovative people. That's probably one of the best things, man. I love, I have a friend. Actually, you know this friend. Do you remember Ryan Mason from undergrad?
1: Yes, I do. He's the CEO of Luke's Brand, correct? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Luke's Brand. He's doing uh, Biz Budget Digital as well. As a matter of fact, we talked yesterday. He's an awesome guy. Anyway, one thing he always hinges both of his companies on, and anytime I've heard him motivate, uh, do motivational speaking, he always says, "If you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room." And I love that because I love being around people who are like-minded, who are innovative, who. Going further than where I've gone, I love gleaning from them wisdom. I'm um, little It's amazing the stuff that you kind of pick up just in everyday conversation. So I'm always connecting with people. Like let like even next week I have two lunches set up just to talk to people. You know I think that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Connecting to the resources and people. You know, um, not because I'm using people, not at all, but because they have something that I need, and I've learned that I also have something that they can gain too. So being around innovative, like-minded. people People, I'm always trying to be in those rooms, so to speak. So that is something else that I feel like has personally developed me because I've made business connections, lifelong friends. Um, I've sat in dorm rooms where I've told people, "You don't try, you do." Just different things like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Joe? Like to see that your life is doing that blesses me, man. Like, oh, that just that moves my heart because I'm like. I wonder how many other people like you've lived to tell the story to kind of bring it back to me, you know, but I wonder how <laughs> many little nuggets of people like I've, you know, maybe made a post or maybe made a video and said one thing that somebody held on to that transformed their life. You know, I may not ever know that, but to know that they're making the world a better place, like, whoo, blesses me. So, you know, connect to the resources and the people. And then the third thing I do is I'm always reading. Yes, I mean, you mentioned earlier that I'm in doctoral school, um, but the thing about doctoral school, is it's a research degree, so I get to kind of choose for the most part, like what I want to study. So I'm always reading a lot about nonprofits and social media and teenage girls and the different demographics that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. But also outside of my studies, I'm always reading. I'm always reading the word. I'm an author. So of course I got to proofread my own stuff, but then I'm reading different articles. I'm always looking at different sponsored ads and reading their demos. And there's lots of reading. I tell people all the time, if you can look on your cute little iPhone and for the Android users, I don't know if you guys have this. But if you can look on your not throwing shade,
1: hashtag <laughs> iPhone, <got>
0: <laughs> hashtag Apostolic. <Ooh. laughs> I don't know. I'm not throwing shade. I know there's like a huge whatever. I promise. I just really don't know. But if you can look on your cute little phone with your cute little certified case, and you can find how much time you're on social media, you cannot tell me you cannot read because you're consuming reading materials. If you're on Twitter, you're reading a microblog. You can read an article. If you're on Facebook, you're reading a closed network structure, which means you're getting a specific type of knowledge, which tells me you know how to research. You know exactly what you want. You know what type of friends you want on your timeline. So that lets me know that you have time to read. If you're spending 30 minutes on any social media platform a day, Instagram, Flickr, Weibo Snapchat, Cyworld, MySpace, whatever, like you have time to read. And I think reading is so essential, man, because reading allows you to open up the debate. It allows you to see the fullest argument or extent or point of view or perspective. And I love that reading has, I've gotten so much from reading, man. I mean, I don't think my personal quote, books are the canons of life. And I don't think that they will ever grow old. I think that we will change the way that we read, you know, going from paperbacks to eBooks or, you know, audiobooks or podcasts, you know what I'm saying? But those three things have been consistent always seeking the Lord, always putting him first, always acknowledging that he is the Lord and leader of my life and that I'm following his leader. This, I am his vessel, so send me, I'll go. And then also connecting to the resources of people, understanding that we are interdependent beings and there are people who are assigned to help and bless me and people that I'm signed to help and bless. So understanding that I can't be the smartest person in the room, that I don't want all the praise and the accolades, I actually wanna be the dumbest person in the room. That way I can just simply sit and grow. And then thirdly, reading, man reading (laughs) Rainbow. I used to love that show but I actually you know, (laughs) I found out because it's like I've always loved to read and it's like you just learn so much from reading man like there's so much you can get and it's not like you have to read the whole book if that's not your thing you know you know go to the chapters that are pertinent to you find that information that speaks to what it is that you want to know about and you'll you'll be amazed at how quickly and how assuredly you grow in that thing that you're trying to do
1: most definitely. Most definitely. I, I love your personal development practices. Um, you know, f- for viewers, she, she kind of left you a, a golden nugget right there because essentially all of those personal development practices pretty much tells you to prod towards what pro- prioritize what you feed your mind. Um, you know, she, she mentioned being around um, innovative people, people that are, that are smarter than you. So you can learn um, if you, if you have 30, 45 minutes a day to be on social media, you, you sure enough have time to, to read um, great information. So, so I mean, that, that, that's some really great stuff. That's some really great stuff. Last week, we actually dove into that as well. Like, what you, what you feed, your mind is key. And uh, just, just to hear you say that, like, in all of your personal development practices, I, I really do love it and, and admire it, for sure. Um, what do you think is the number one trait every successful person will have?
0: I really believe, I really truly believe that successful people are consistent. Like no matter if they're walking, Amen. running, crawling, they are consistent. They are like they are moving. Like a lot of people think like, oh, they fell off. Oh, they no, 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 no. You just don't see that they're moving. They're making moves. And it's not just Cardi B bloody money moves. Like, no, they're
1: moving. <laughs> they're,
0: they're, they're progressing. So I think consistency, because I think consistency is like the number one trait just because it ties into everything. It doesn't matter what industry, what area, what place you're at in life. If you have a billion dollar company, if you have a 30 student classroom, if you are in Nigeria, you know what I'm saying? If you work with the CA, it does not matter. One thing that every great has, every um, every successful person, they are consistent and sometimes you know it takes them being consistently wrong to figure out they need to be consistently right but I always tell people Mm, it's not until you get started until you'll know what you need to know but that requires consistency because you have to stay your course stay your path you have to like I cannot stress that enough. A lot of people ask me, well, how do you YouTube? How do you do all the things that you do? And I'm like, I've been consistent. I've allowed this thing to grow and to evolve. And it's not too much because I didn't jump into the waters trying to do it all at once and fall off and, you know, take a three month break. I might have to take a week. I may have to take a couple personal days, but I am consistent. And if I truly believe that consistency is the dividends of life. Like it pays well because you reap what you sow. And if you are continually putting seed, in the ground you are going to see harvest like it may not be you know the time at which you want to see it of course everybody wants a quick return and everybody wants to be you know the most known and the most famous but if you stay your course i firmly believe that consistency is like that one element that is going to glue all of your working parts together
1: completely agree completely agree so so next question to kind of piggyback off of that question what is the most common mistake you see in young adults ranging from age 18 and 19 so um you know last week you know i guess he kind of he kind of acknowledged uh more so the youth, but i i, I want to talk about the young adults 18 to 29 um what, okay. what what do you think is the the most common mistake you see in in these young young adults particularly
0: um it's kind of gonna be a tricky answer, um, but I I really believe the the most common mistake I see is that, especially having worked with a lot of young people, I don't see them leading their own lives. I see hmm. a lot of like I know <laughs> a lot of people like everybody's not going to be what we do. They're not going to be motivational speakers. They're not going to be authors. They're not going to be out front. That is completely fine. Everybody's not going to be, um, people call me like Miss Hashtag and social media queen. Everybody's not going to do that. Some people are going to work, you know, more traditional nine to fives. Some people are going to work in more supporting roles, but I do not see enough people leading their own lives. It, it hurts my heart because I see a lot of people in, their, in the 1829 vacillating a lot. Like they're, they're moving to and fro they're, they They were in school, but they're kind of not doing that. And they're kind of doing this, or they're doing way too much when they're not, their efforts aren't directed and focused. A lot of people are like, Like, oh my gosh, like you're 24, you're in doctoral school, you're an author, you're a speaker. And I'm not saying that to praise myself. What I'm getting you to understand is that I am very intentional, I'm very focused, I have a very clear vision. I know exactly what I want, when I want it, and how I'm gonna get it done. And that doesn't, so when, like, for instance, I've worked for five major five major industries like before I was 23. I was given opportunities to be industrial engineer for um, UPS. I was given opportunities to work as a business administrator for State Farm and their communications. Facility. Like I, I don't even talk about those things because those weren't on my path. I, When I said, you know, I even remember getting a letter in the mail talking about asking me to come play uh, in Costa Rica. It is kind of like semi-pro-opportunity thing. That wasn't on my path. I wanted to go to, um, I needed my master's because I knew I was getting my doctorate because I knew what I was called to do. And not saying that there's this misconception that from 18 to 29, you have to have it all figured out. You do not, okay? You absolutely do not. But what you do have to decide is that you are going to lead your own life and not what everybody else is doing in social media. Not because for the third time you see somebody getting engaged on Facebook and now you want to be engaged and you just want to have somebody. Not because the latest social guru said that this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. And this is how you're supposed to hashtag adult. No, you lead your own life. There's nothing wrong with bringing in other information or advice or mentors to help guide you. But I don't even think we have like that, that foundation to be walking in straight lines. One of my favorite songs, the title of it is called walking shoes. And I feel like a lot of people, are not, between that 18 to 29 demographic, they are not walking with purpose. They are not walking with intention. They are literally just walking through life, not understanding that you're, the beginning of your young adult days sets the foundation for where the rest of your life will be. What we do with this time right through here, and I'm saying we, because I fit in that age demographic, it's so precious. And I'm what, one, two, three, four, I'm about six years, I'm about halfway through that age demographic. And I'm like, man, I know where I wanna be when I'm 30. Man, I know what I want my life to look like. And I think a lot of people are have these huge lofty goals and dreams, but are not crunching that goal that dream down to a goal and that goal down to a plan and that plan down to a daily to-do list so that i can look and see and by day seven i'm that much closer to my goal by day 14 i'm that much closer to my place by month three i look further away from not being at my goal toward being at my goal and so i do not see a lot of people leading their own lives i see a lot of social influences i see a lot of decisions made off what worked for other people and not self-discovering what works for them in particular so I
1: mean, that's I mean, a common
0: mistake and it just breaks my little heart. <laughs> <laughs> hearts
1: no, hey, man i was i was actually going to say um i think that the most common mistake is that they lack consistency but then you took it to the next level because I, you know if we're being honest um I, I i think you're i think you're absolutely right um if anything they lack consistency because they're not leading their own lives. We, we do have too many people that are either trying to follow the latest social media guru. Like you said, um, I think one of the, the more prominent ones, um, is the desire to want to make your parents happy. So doing what your parents want you to do, even though that's not what you want to do. And so you're not happy in the end. And, and that's a, that's a huge one that I've seen at least. And So I think it's very important. You know, and I've, I've told I've told multiple people countless amount of times, like, you know, if you're afraid of, of disappointing your parents and your parents um, truly just want to see you be successful and they want they want you to be a doctor. But, you know, you want to, I don't know, be a self-made entrepreneur. Um, once you make that lifestyle come true and you show them that you can take care of yourself and stand on your own two feet, doing what you want to do, they're still going to be proud. But maybe you're you're um, um, providing a different outlook on life that isn't the norm for them. And so I think it's 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 very important um to I mean at the end of the day, essentially lead your own life, like you're like you're saying. That's um that that's that's very powerful. Like you you really actually hit the root of it if you had to ask me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I like to look at root matters because I, I when I, especially, um, you know that I talk to a lot of girls and a lot of women, and so, um, I I spend a lot of time asking questions, and you know, and I'll be like, oh, well, I can see that you're with him because you're lonely. That has nothing to do with him. You're frustrated because he's not acting right or whatever. But really, truly, you're lonely, and that's a selfish. You know what I'm saying? When you yeah. get down to the root of the matter, a whole lot of reasons why you make decisions you make makes a lot of sense. But you're absolutely right. It's really hard to be consistent. When you don't know where you're going, when you don't know what you're doing, when you don't know who you are, and I believe the reason why it's quote unquote okay for us in the 18 to 29 demographic to not have it all figured out is because we're supposed to be discovering those things during this time. We're supposed to be discovering who we are, what we want, how we want to do it, but instead because we're not leading our own lives, we're just doing what looks like somebody, what's what works for somebody else. And you know, sometimes you are supposed to follow the model, but you're supposed to make sure that that end result is what you're supposed to be doing. You cannot be trying to be Batman and you were designed to be Robin. You cannot be out here trying to be Woman and God called you to be Superwoman. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like I also been dealing with college athletes I've seen that a lot and even being a college athlete like I remember my teammates saying like you know dad wants me to be a nurse but I'm trying to be a veterinarian or mom wants me to be a business owner but I want to be an artist you know and because your skill set is designed to be an artist you know you're in constant conflict then you're going back to school when you already had a degree paid for and another thing I see I think is peer influence you know i see a lot of people being like oh well this job worked for me so well let me just do what she's doing because it's working like i don't i think your heart has to be in a position to know what you want because money if you're really doing what you want to do like money will come like you don't have to worry about that so you know if you're only about dollars like you know you got to get your mind right concerning what it is that you want to do and how you want to impact this world because that is what will last. Money comes and goes, but what will last is impact. And you got to figure out what in this world needs to be impacted that I am equipped and able and loving to do. That's where passion, that's where purpose is, is when you allow passion and impact and your skill sets to evolve into this triad for you to circle in the middle back to purpose. Like that's what that is. And a lot of people lack, they think, oh, well, I just need to go after the money or, oh, well, I just need to go completely after passion. Like, no, your passion should pay you. Like, let's be real here, you know what I'm saying?
1: Most definitely. That's where
0: people are successful because they get something they're passionate about so they wake up every day and they don't feel like they have to go to work because they enjoy what they're doing.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. You, uh, you, 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 uh, you open the box for the next question, which is what is your definition of success?
0: Mm, my personal definition for success, I'm going to give two. My personal definition for success is obedience because as I mentioned earlier, God leads my life and so anytime that when I do what he tells me to do, I see the benefits. I'm like, God, you told me to launch a podcast at a certain time in a certain day, and I see the benefits of them. You told me to pre release my books, reach over 6,000 people on the first day I drop the fact that I'm about to be an author. Anytime, like, God is so strategic and he's so consistent and he's so like, he, he knows the whole of my heart. So for me, being obedient is my measure of success because I see it. I see how it pays me, how it pays to listen. So, Um, that's my personal definition of success. And the reason why that keeps me anchored is because whether my video gets two likes or two views on YouTube, or it gets a hundred something, whether my metrics say that I reached over 6,000 people this week or only reached a hundred, like I know that I was obedient. And because of that, I know that my father is pleased. And because I know he is pleased, I know, you know, that I've done a job well done. So for me that's my measure of success because it keeps me humble it keeps me consistent it keeps me hungry after what he's called and commanded me to do the second definition of success i would say um, i would say it was it would be did you reach your goal a lot of people when quantifying when measuring when even qualifying if they reach their goal um They can say, yeah, we reached our goal, but no, 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 no. If you reach your goal, then you were successful. There's no buts. If there's a, yeah, we reached our goal, but we should have that, that should have been in your goal and you would have reached it. Hmm. Yeah, we reached our goal, but we wish we would have, that should have been in your goal and you would have. So to me, it's really like when you set out to do something, did you reach your goal? a lot of times my goal is to get started. I don't put any pressure on myself to, well, I do put pressure on myself, let's be real, but (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't put any pressure on myself uh, to be beyond where I am. Like, I'm very honest. I'm like, yo guys, I just started this podcast. Don't totally know what I'm doing, but tune in because it's going to be great. And we're going to figure it out. If I don't have it figured out, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, Go beyond where I am because that's my goal. And that is success because I've reached that goal. A lot of people, you know, when they set goals, like, you know, you kind of want to be an overachiever. Okay, fine, great. Well, that should have been the goal was to overachieve, and you would have written after that. You know, you can't make the base basic and then really, truly in your heart be shooting for the stars. If you want to shoot for the stars, then launch that cannon, shoot that rocket, and get up there. You know, I think. Making your, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you have this dream and you break that dream down to like these goals and those goals are your markers, those are your measures, those are what you're aiming for. You're directing all your efforts to see yourself and your work and your efforts at this place and displayed and and put together this way you know what I'm saying? So that is success. And you create it by that's why you have to have really defined markers, goals, measures, metrics, all of these things working together for you, because it directs your energy, it directs your focus, it directs what you're supposed to do. And those are all the components of success, because it helps keep you consistent. It helps keep you mindful, it helps keep you um, your eyes on what is considered to be your prize. And that is a measure of success. You know, you've set the mark for how many people that you've considered successful. So that is what success is to you. You know, i set my marks for what I want Girl Stop to be and become. That is success for me. And when I reach that goal and when you reach those goals, that is success. It's really that simple.
1: Most definitely. Hey, man, I I love the definition of success. You mentioned you had a podcast. Can you please give the audience um, the name of that podcast and where they can find it?
0: Yes, you can go on anchor.fm forward slash girl stop and you can find my podcast. Um, my podcast is available on um, Apple iTunes, Google Play, um, and six or seven other Stitchbox, uh, all these other fun places. Wherever you get your listeners, I'm pretty sure you can find uh, my podcast there. We talk about all things girl, all things Jesus, and everything in between. So it's definitely something you want to tune into. If you, if it's anything that you don't hear that you would like, to so send me a, um, a voice message, and we will definitely put it in the rotation.
1: Most definitely. That sounds great. Um, Here next is the Hot Seat, a one-minute lesson from you to the Daily Path audience. You have 60 seconds. What would you like for them to know?
0: 60 seconds, let's have it. Daily Path audience, I want you to know that you are strategically designed, placed in this world for a purpose, on purpose, with purpose, and it is your job to pull out every gift, every calling, every skill, every talent, every aptitude, everything on the inside of you that this world needs. You are uniquely designed to make an impact for this world, and I want you to know that you are the change agent. You don't like something in your community? That's probably because you're designed to change it. You don't like the way you see the world going? around that's around you that's because you're probably designed to change it you don't really agree with that co-worker you don't really see that's probably because you were placed there to make a difference so if there's anything that you take from me today understand that your design is is strategically placed to make a difference in this world. If I've learned nothing else, I've learned that every environment I walk into, every atmosphere, every room, every setting, every seminar, every conference, every every environment I walk into, I'm looking to make a difference. I'm looking to change whether it's one person or millions of people's lives. That's what I'm in that place for. So if that's the lesson I learned, that's the lesson I want to leave you. From this point forward, wherever you're walking into, wherever you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're at your desk, maybe you're in the gym, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're grocery shopping, but you need to figure out how can I make a difference in this room I'm in right now? How can I change the life of another person right where I am, doing what I'm doing with the resources that I have? And I guarantee you, you will see yourself continuing to transform lives right before your very eyes.
1: Amen. A hundred grand drop to the audience. Y'all go make sure y'all deposit that. Thank you, Brianne also known as J-Town, for coming on <laughs> to the Daily Path podcast today.
0: Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed our time, man. Very, very rich. I so appreciate you having me. I know it was really hard for you to focus on calling me, Brienne, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's really okay. I promise it's cool. It's just I have a, like, a lot of nicknames, so it's all good.
1: <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you again. Um, for those of you that have been tuning in consistently, I really do appreciate you. And If this was your very first time tuning in to the show, please come back. Um, you can send in questions, um, anything like that, whether you go to the social media account, that could be my personal account, Joe Winters Jr., or the Daily Path podcast account, which is DailyPathEDU. EDU. If you have a heart for at-risk youth and children facing mental health issues, remember, you can make a monthly contribution of $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99 to help ignite the Daily Path Tour. A dollar a month will go a long way, and $5 a month will go a lot further. Like I said, and for those of you that have been following, I personally know what it's like to be an at-risk youth facing mental health issues. It is a serious problem in our world today. So put success in a room with them by going to anchor.fm forward slash daily path support. Again, that is anchor.fm forward slash daily path forward slash support. If you're in the DFW area and you're looking for pet service for your pup, Marissa's Pet Service is to paw. Fit solution. She gives you the in home boarding, which is a home away from home for your pup, drop in visits, providing your pup with playtime and breaks and walks ranging from 20 minutes to one hour. You can reach her and gain her service by calling 817 264 1404. Again, that is 817 264 1404. And if you are ready to make health a priority, you don't have time to go to the gym, you don't like going to the gym, or you simply need a fitness coach that will motivate you and hold you accountable throughout your journey. No Grind, No Glory is the online fitness coaching you need. 20-week programs customized for you to take your health and fitness to the next level using the metrics of calisthenics, yoga, core training, and cardio to help you see the fitness gains you want to see. Each member gets a customized workout plan, meal plan, daily motivational text, and free apparel. Visit NoGrindNoGloryTX.com. Or you can contact them by calling 682-214-4371. Again, visit NoGrindNoGloryTX.com. Or you can contact them by calling 682-214-4371. Thank you for tuning in today. We are in in the top 10 at number nine. And we are currently climbing the ranks in the education category on iTunes. So please continue to tune into the show. It's been great serving you guys we plan on seeing you in the next episode make a great day